0: Welcome back to Movie Lover 22, the only movie podcast that won't eat Santa's cookies, JK. Santa isn't real, those cookies are a lie. Anyway, this week we're talking about Buried, uh, directed by Rodrigo Cortez, starring Ryan Reynolds. I should probably start mentioning what year this was made. I believe this was 2010. Um, Also, if you didn't know, if you didn't realize at this point, I'm going to spoil the shit out of the movies I talk about. So I hope you've seen this one already. If not, I guess it's fine. You can hear me jaw about it, whatever. Uh, Buried is about Paul. uh, Paul Conroy, a terrible American made-up name. A U.S. truck driver working in Iraq after an attack by a group of Iraqis, he wakes to find he's been buried alive inside a coffin with only a lighter and a blackberry. Uh, It's a race against time to escape this claustrophobic death trap. (sighs) Yep. Uh, The movie was directed by Rodrigo Cortez, who also made Red Lights, Down a Dark Hall, and Apartment 143, all of which were heavily criticized and won't be making my watch list. However, I did see Apartment 143. Definitely skip it, but I didn't really need to tell you that, did I? The movie was shot by Edward Grau, Grau, who also shot A Single Man, Gringo, Boy Erased, The Gift, and The Way Back, all of which I want to see. Which one was A Single Man? Hold on, A Single Man, which one is that movie? That is by, it's okay, you don't have to, come on. What is this movie? Ah, yes, directed by Tom Ford starring, Uh, Colin Firth I did want to see that movie so yeah cool Uh, Buried was written by Chris Sparling and Buried is basically his only worthwhile movie any other movie he's touched was either panned or you know it'll be a cringe fest like Greenland someone please tell Gerard Butler to stop making disaster movies please also at this point you have to know I won't talk about producers so I'm not going to start now what we will talk about is our latest messages from listeners like you We still don't have any messages. You know what? You all are so buried is a particularly interesting piece uh, because of how it was made. There's an 18-minute making of on YouTube that was really neat to watch, as tired as I was when I watched it because it showed just how they got all those angles and lighting setups and threw dirt and sand or whatever on top of Ryan as the coffin filled, and that was really neat. Uh, They actually built seven total coffins for different purposes, including one with movable sides for dolly and crane shots, which was really cool to see. Rodrigo Cortez was also the only director who encountered the script, who wanted the entire thing to be filmed inside the coffin, which I like. If another director had gotten hold of it, we could easily have gotten a director that wanted us to see five flashback scenes, the bombing, the terrorists, whatever. And that, um, for me, would have degraded the movie a lot, artistically. The movie was filmed over 17 days, which is not a very long time, and yet it is also a very long time for Ryan Reynolds, given he's in a box for every moment of filming. To my understanding, they made the shoot time so short partially for his mental health, because that kind of claustrophobia for a long period of time would probably result in some damage that would require some therapy. However... The film cost $2 million to make, but it made $21.3 million, so good job to them. That's an amazing spread. The $2 million clearly went to good use, and, you know, some of that profit can pay for the probable therapy for Ryan Reynolds' claustrophobia. Now, let's talk about the cast. Ryan Reynolds as Paul Conroy. We all know who Ryan Reynolds is. Deadpool, man. Van Wilder, Just Friends, Harold and Kumar, Blade, Trinity, Smoke and Aces, Adventureland, The Proposal, Green Lantern, Pause for Laughter, uh, The Voices, Life, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and a bunch of other movies that were kind of sort of famous, but I don't care about. Look, Ryan Reynolds is a good actor, whether you like him or not. My all-time favorite performance from him is Just Friends. I am always down to watch Fat Chris Brander Chase After Jamie Christmas Classic. Uh, uh, what movie were we talking about? Uh, oh yeah, Buried. Uh, Yeah, he does a good job playing a guy trapped in a box. Super dramatic. Here. Ryan is the funny guy, with a strong swing towards drama when he goes for it. The man knows the craft, he excels at it. He's not quite a reason to watch a new movie, but he most certainly doesn't hurt. I'm probably gonna watch Free Guy. Probably. Probably not going to be an amazing movie, but at least a good time, maybe, you know, Uh, Jose Luis Garcia Perez as Jabir. It's hard to talk about some of the other actors in this movie because, A, they're all voices and B, most of them are nobody famous or like Jose. Almost all of their work is in another country. So I've not only never seen them, I've never heard of them either. Uh, Jabir the Terrorist was honestly a uh, kind of stressful part of the movie for me uh, because sometimes foreign villains come across to me as overstated, over-dramatized as the evil, rough, the evil guy with the rough voice um, who says stereotypical things. My favorite bad example of this is Iron Eagle from the 80s with your stereotypical Middle, middle Eastern. A uh, bad guy who says things like, we must break him. It, you know, it's, you bring out the American. It, it really just doesn't do it for me. Now, I don't quite doubt people like Jabir probably exist in parts of the world, but maybe villains who are understated and smooth and maniacal in their suaveness come across as truly wicked to me, like a really bad guy. Like a guy who can sip whiskey, snap the finger of someone's wife, so that her husband will do something for him, and says that there will be other consequences, goes back to sipping his whiskey. That kind of villain goes a lot farther for me. I think a great example of this is, oh, I can't remember, uh, something Silva. Silva from Skyfall, I think, was a great example of that. A guy who is comfortable And I know Jabir is not supposed to be comfortable, but a villain who is comfortable and does his, you know, accomplishes his wickedness in comfort, Um, not just because he's wealthy and comfortable, you know, has a mansion like lots of other uh, James Bond villains, but a guy who's evil as well as cool, calm and collected. I I, for me, that goes a lot, a lot farther. Um, But I don't know. Jabir is fine. Uh, we also have Robert Patterson as Dan Brenner. He was also in SWAT, apparently. I don't know. Patterson did a good job. I found him very believable. Um, I really liked that he lies to Paul about rescuing Mark Wa- Mark White in order to reassure Paul. There's a lot between the lines there, I think. Um, it's a really great bit. Uh, you know, think of all the times Dan has lied to others to reassure them. Maybe a week later, he'll lie to someone else about rescuing Paul. Because he, you know, he really can't tell them about Mark because he was certainly dead by the time they dug him up. Uh, Dan Brenner is kind of a chaotic good, fighting the good fight but beaten down. I I envision him as he probably started his new career, bright-eyed, hoping to make a difference, only to find out that not everyone can be rescued. And this is, you know, he had, you know, the excitement at the end of the movie when he's on his way to, as he believes, to rescue Paul... Um, I I think that says a lot about his character there. Next up, we have Stephen Tobolowsky as Alan Davenport. Uh, He's really the only other notable name in the film. And I have to say, first of all, my favorite character of his is definitely Action Jack Barker on Silicon Valley. Just fantastic. And of course, he's also in Spaceballs, Thelma and Louise, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Basic Instinct, Groundhog Day, Homeward Bound 2, Laughter, Memento, Freaky Friday, The Sasquatch Gang. I'll probably do a review of this one at some point. And he's also starred in a wild amount of TV shows. Great career for this guy. Not a leading man on the screen, but a leading man somewhere, I'm sure. He's only in Buried for about three minutes, but it's a very important three minutes talk about that later. Uh, Samantha Mathis as Linda Conroy, and I stand corrected, Samantha has also been in a handful of familiar movies, including the 1994 version of Little Women, Broken Arrow, which is fun, American Psycho, a movie I can watch anytime, Super Mario Brother. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite career swing of anyone outside of George Miller. I love it. Uh, She was also in The Punisher, the 2004 one. Uh, Linda Conroy is also a brief but important part of the film. Um, You know, Paul's wife giving him a reason to come home, giving him purpose. And last, we'll talk about Ivana Mino Mino, Mino, as Pamela Luddy. I've never seen Ivana in anything outside of Buried, so there's that. Um, As a character who doesn't interact with Paul, and we actually know very little about while she's still alive in the film yeah uh, she and paul shouldn't have done that and it's very likely that they actually did do that okay now it's time for things i liked. i really liked when paul calls uh donna mitchell okay pause i looked it up and i tried for a long time to find out who donna mitchell is to paul conroy and no one knows it's never listed or mentioned anywhere Now, I think it's simply between the lines, and we can imply by her attitude towards Paul that this is his wife's sister. That's my best guess. I think it's accurate. Anyway, when he calls her, and she's not having any of it because she thinks he's a dick, and hey, he might be, for all we know, all we've seen from Paul is kidnapped and running out of oxygen, Paul. Well, I mean, I guess he's running out of oxygen, we never really talk about it, do we? talk about that later regardless the conversation is anxiety inducing because donna doesn't understand the urgency and why should she and paul gets frustrated and she hangs up or he hangs up i can't remember and he just yells fuck about 15 times calls her back super calm and apologetic i probably would too if i had the mental fortitude to calm down it's the past of least least resistance in a dire situation anyway All that to say, I really love and laughed out loud when after all that, he gets her to comply and he gets the State Department number from her and he says, okay, fuck you, and then hangs up. It's an amazing moment. It's terrible, understanding, and amazing. I also really like the limited use of lighting. Uh, As far as I know, much of lighting was practical from Paul's lighter uh, and then supplemented with um, modified lighters. Uh, And then uh, for flashlight scenes, of course, they had an external light for that. Um, because batteries and then glow sticks as well, because that'd be a lot of glow sticks as little interest as I have in Cortez's other movies. Um, I do think buried is a superior thriller to many of its ilk, and I'm sure to recommend it almost, you know, I could recommend it simply on how well made it is and how effective it's suspense grips you. It's really, really well done. And Ryan Reynolds is an actor of our age. He's very believable as just a guy, caught in the middle of something he had no interest in, sticking to his guns until it gets personal, and then doing whatever it took to save the ones he cared about, even as far as injuring himself. Just some really quick things that I dislike. I really hate slow motion, using footage that wasn't captured in slow motion. And it kind of surprises me in this movie, because Rodrigo Cortez uh strikes me as the kind of director that is very well planned out very visionary to the point of he knows what he's doing two weeks ahead of time um especially as far as shots go but then we have all these directors lots of movies will shoot something and then in the editing room they'll they'll slow it down um and it's jarring to me um a recent example of this is Tarantino's Django Unchained when Broomhilda is brought from the hot box. It's a really great emotional moment for Django after all this time to finally see his wife and, and it's in this humiliating state but it's made a lot less powerful because suddenly I'm seeing 10 frames a second out of nowhere and I'm thinking, wow, this is, is upsetting. Not because of what's happening but because of how it's presented to me. Also, the snake. I thought it was kind of a waste of time. Uh, he's already buried alive, has a black bear. He has a cell phone that an actual terrorist calls and threatens him through. Did we really need a snake to add to the tension? And I have to mention this. It's not very well known. Apparently, there's a post credit scene of Paul's lighter illuminating Mark White's name on the coffin, which I think is dumb. What's the point of that? When is this scene supposed to take place? The coffin is full. Paul suffocated. Why is this happening? Is it supposed to be the next American buried alive, but the but the lid of the coffin is damaged, right? The bombing nearby impacted the structural integrity of the coffin, which is why it filled with sand, right? You wouldn't use the same damaged lid to, bu- to, to bury the next guy. And it has to be Paul's coffin, because Mark didn't write his own name on his coffin. This is stupid, and I shouldn't have to think these things... I shouldn't have to think this deeply about your post credit scene. It's fine to think about it if there's that much to process, that much information, like a Marvel post credit scene, it's a reference to some comic 30 years old that I have to text somebody about, Hylium, because I don't know what it is, but he does, because he's a nerd. If there's that much information to process, it's fine. But if it's not fine to think this much because it's actually stupid and it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, extra, you know, thoughts and stuff. I first saw Buried a number of years ago. Um, A filmmaker friend of mine told me I should sit down with him and watch it, and that 90 minutes of Ryan Reynolds in a box is actually really captivating. Unlike the proposal. Am I right, Peter Travers? I'm glad I listened to him because he was right. Using almost only conversation to propel the story and drama, it's successfully tense. It really is. My only wish for the movie is that it didn't have the drama of the stake, And despite him being trapped in a coffin underground, they actually dismissed the idea from running out of oxygen and instead focused on battery life of the cell phone, which I kind of get, but also I don't. Why is the battery of the cell phone more important than your ability to fucking breathe? Anyway, uh, it's probably fine. Whatever. Also, Paul had a, a pocket knife. A pocket knife. When you're buried alive, I imagine that's actually a useful tool outside of mutilating your hand. He should have told Brenner about the stuff he had in there with him. He said he when he asked, he actually said, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've got uh, glow sticks and a and and a script for a video they want me to make." Mention the knife. Mention the knife. He probably could have used that for some interesting and and. And helpful things. Now, watching this movie, one of my thoughts was maybe Paul could have used that as maybe a tool to help him climb out of the coffin. I've seen Kill Bill, and maybe it's not actually remotely plausible because I did zero research. But Brenner did say that because Paul had a cell signal, he probably wasn't buried very far. Maybe he could have broken through the top of the coffin. And suffering some injuries, scrapes from the wood, climbed up on out of there, and there would have been that. A pocket knife. Think of the possibilities. But again, maybe it's not realistic, maybe it is. The movie made zero effort in exploring that, just like I've made zero effort to research if it's possible. So I guess we're even there. Buried presents itself with a few interesting ideas. Uh, you know, it's a regular guy, a very unfriendly country where any American might be seen as having the idea of, yeah, fuck Iraq, America's awesome. When in reality, he's literally just trying to make money for his family, probably couldn't care less about what's happening in another country, and especially wouldn't be able to convince someone he's just a guy with no stake in political or military events. What's also interesting is the sly. Under the, under the radar indictment of corporate America, in the gut punch of Alan Davenport, the CRT personnel director, telling him that he hopes Paul will be out of there soon, all will be okay, and then turning on a recorder and telling Paul, with less than 20 minutes to live, that he was fired that morning for sexual or romantic relations with another employee, which he did not provide evidence for, and instead just said that it had come to their intention. Which is not enough. Boo. Poor poor effort on, on their part. But it was a very crushing moment to witness a company trying to save their own ass that in this situation they did all they could to be emotional but in reality distancing themselves from any financial or legal involvement including making sure Paul's family received any insurance or payout from the events of the movie. Dicks. Buried is an impressive $2 million Actual edge-of-your-seat suspense, action without the action, including a jet bombing off-screen that we get to feel in the coffin with Paul. This is actual impressive filmmaking. We see a prime range of human emotion and interaction, hope and desperation, love and longing, promises that can't be kept, pleading and bargaining and hopelessness. Buried is almost a love letter to Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, Rodrigo Cortez mentioned how much he loves Hitchcock's Hitchcock's rope, which is almost a throwaway line because I was never into Hitchcock. Uh, that's right. I'm allowed to not like a particular artist's work. This is America. I can enjoy a work that was inspired by someone else and not enjoy the work of that someone else. Go figure. Buried is an easy 90 minutes of thrills that go by fast. It's that engaging. It's a movie that will actually leave you satisfied with a solid story, great production, acting, very few things to complain about that would affect your enjoyment of the movie, and you'll be on Paul's side the whole way through, understanding his actions within his circumstance, dealing with everything that he's forced to deal with. It's a difficult time, and I'm here for it. If only more movies could be presented in as good a package as Buried comes Wrapped In. If only. Don't forget, you can reply to this podcast with a voice message if you have the Anchor app, or you can send me an email at movielovershow at gmail.com. If you want to request a movie be discussed, or hey, even co-host an episode, either way, you'll probably wind up on the next episode of Movie Lover 22.